busting those records. Here we go. Here comes Niagara. Here comes that Joe. It's bright and so right. Radio 99. Niagara calls with music. Tops with you. The latest, the greatest, and time and temperature too. So here comes Niagara. This is Joe Niagara. For the next five hours, you'll hear hit records on Punk Till I Die. From now to 12 midnight, Niagara calls. I put down a wailing pound of sound. In those records, let's go, Joe. Here goes Niagara for another show. If you're ready... Hey everybody, welcome back to Punk Till I Die Podcast. We're at episode number 76, and I don't know I don't know what our theme should be this episode, if it should be The Boys Are Back in Town by Thin Lizzy or... Oh, I like that. That's very good, yes. Reunited. Good. Reunited. <laughs> I'm drinking a Reuniti right now. Anyway, I'm one of your hosts, Tom Trauma. The other voice, of course, is Liverpool Neil, back from Liverpool. Yes, back from Liverpool, back in the States, uh, back stateside. Um, I have a lot of... I have a long story to tell about my trip, my trip back on Monday, so we can get into that in a bit. But uh, yeah, it is good to it's good to talk to you again, pal. I know we we uh, we haven't been able, we haven't talked so much since you've been out of the out of the country, so it's good to have you back and good to. I feel like the break might have done us some good. I have a little renewed energy, ready to take on the world. Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, we did the one show from uh, when I was in England, and, uh, you know, I mean, I know quality-wise it wasn't the best show we've ever done, but, I mean, considering what I had to work with, it's a, which was just basically a pair of AirPods and um, a mobile hotspot, it's amazing that we were able to pull anything together at all, to be fair. You, like, like in the USS Enterprise, and, like, you've been shot by Khan. Yes. And, like, you're trying to wire the radio communications back together. Dude, that's, seriously, that's you're basically... Real- that's so we, basically what it was because I had um, tell some dick jokes. It's I, important stuff. I actually made a couple of mistakes and I tried to fix it the next day in Postprod. Um, and uh, the application I use, GarageBand, it wouldn't recognize my AirPods, so I had to basically. Uh, it it really was like I was fixing the Starship Enterprise with some duct tape. That's basically what it felt like. Because then I had to build use the built-in microphone inside the laptop and try and sync it all up and it was uh yeah it was kind of a mess but actually i don't think it turned out too bad i think that episode sounds pretty good so you know is it you know in the modern world is it really star trek because that was always sort of utopian or was it more like star wars where you feel like the evil empire is stalking you <laughs> well i think that's just life in general right now isn't it exactly <laughs> everybody every every leader of every state is darth vader yeah with their with their stormtroopers so it, it, yeah You'll 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 like this. I was talking with a friend of mine, Chris. Hey, Chris, if you're listening, um, in England on the last day, and he was making a joke. Um, he said he was talking about Rage Against the Machine, and you know I'm not a I'm no huge Rage Against the Machine fan by any means, but he was just saying how ironic it is that Rage Against the Machine were like you know totally anti-Trump and pro-Biden 
when Biden is probably the most machine-like politician that we have in in the, in the, in, in the USA, you know? Well, it's it's funny, you know. Obviously, I went on a little rant about that last time about how I didn't have particularly high hopes for for Biden. And last time when we talked, actually, it was a couple of days after the election, and it really was it was looking like Biden, but it was still sort of up in the air. It was, yeah. And it certainly looks like like now it's it's not certified or whatever, but it's it's going to be, and Biden's going to win. And the fact of the matter is, I, I'm not a fan of his, and I don't have high hopes. But by the same token, um, and once again, don't take that as a Trump endorsement. You can dislike both. And, but the truth of the matter is, I, I, you know, I want Biden to succeed. What's good for, you know, Biden succeeds, the country succeeds. So, you know, we're going to hope for the best. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it is pretty sad when the, you know, the richest country in the world or whatever, and all we have a choice between it's, two, it's two seven, bad choices. Weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Uh, but I, anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't think be attracting the best and the brightest to that position. Unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I just thought the I thought just thought the Chris's joke there was kind of funny that yeah, rage against the machine and uh, talk about you know Biden's yeah. been in politics for forty odd years, so I don't know what they're well, raging against. Yeah, yeah, he's been a, uh, Biden has been in United States government for something like nineteen percent of the total existence of the country, <laughs> or something like that. But anyway, well, listen, rage against the machine was always kind of a joke. If you want to talk, it's sort of like uh, political music for beginners or something. Yeah. Um, because the fact of the matter is, and the other thing is, and, and I know you can make the argument that you want to get your message to as many people as possible, but the fact of the matter is, every record they put out was with a major corporation. Yeah. So their message is already sort of undermined. <laughs> and and the fact of the matter is, I enjoyed them when they were a young band. I saw them play at the second Lollapalooza, and they were actually surprisingly fresh sounding. But now I hear Killing in the Name of, or one of these songs on the radio, and I'm like, wow, he writes like four lines of lyrics and just repeats them over and over again. Yeah. It's redundant, but anyway. Yeah, I was never a fan. Never a fan. Listen, so. man, let's let's play a song. Okay. And then, and then we will talk about we'll talk about your trip in general, maybe, and then we can talk about your trip home, which I actually haven't heard that story yet. But I, you, you sent me a picture from the airport drinking a Guinness, and it seemed like you were having a grand old time. But apparently, that was the highlight <laughs> went, of your trip. It went downhill. It went downhill <laughs> rapidly. You know that movie, The Longest Day, about 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 D Day. I think Monday was the longest day in the world for me. So uh, anyway, but yes, that's fine. What would you like to play? You want, you want me to play the first song? All yeah. right. You, you asked me in a private conversation before, you know, uh, this week or whenever you got home, or like, what have you been listening to? Anything new? And the answer is no. I haven't really been listening to anything new. I've been listening to a lot of things that I've been on a kick of lately. And one of the bands I've been on a kick of is this hillbilly, hardcore, thrash, rock and roll band from Kentucky called Brody's Militia. Named after the wrestler. Yep, Bruiser Brody. You had to pronounce me because I had never put two and two together. Yep. Um, and let's play uh, a song by them called uh, The Devil in Miss Kentucky. Down the stairs, I'm gonna 
Okay, so Devil in Miss Kentucky by Brody's Militia. Oh, what? What's that? It's about a one-minute blast. Okay, there you go. Okay, Devil in Miss Kentucky. There, Fast and Furious, Devil in Miss Kentucky by Brody's Militia, named after Rosa Brody. Not to be confused with the Michigan Militia, which I am not, nor have I ever been a member of. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming yeah. that I'm assuming the name of that is a t- piss take on the Devil and Miss Jones. Um, yes. yes. So, song that was covered Classic. by Mike Ness on his first solo record. Was that covered? Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a Bob Dylan song. Really? Yes, sir. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. I love that song. I love that album actually. That Mike Ness solo. Album. That first Mike Ness solo. Did you see him on that tour when he did his tour when he toured that album? I, I've never seen him solo actually. Oh yeah, I I did. It was weird seeing him with like a guy playing like you know steel steel pedal guitar and stuff like that. It was very strange. Just, just, wait, pretty soon Social Deal have that. Yeah, right. <laughs> the next up, the next well, the, that's because that's they're all going to be so old by the time they're touring the next album because it'll be another ten years. Actually, we, we can't talk too much social D talk because I, I I have I have it on good authority that we have a, a real solid sponsor lined up for our social D show. Matt with the record farm, he loves social D. Loves <laughs> oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? He's like Mike Ness's biggest fan. What did he What did he refer to him as? The Nickelback of punk. Anyway, I think it was something worse than that to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you had to be there, I guess. You had to be there. Yes. Speaking of so speaking of being there, so. So you had a pretty good trip to England, right? Well, I mean, as good as can be expected with 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 your mother dying, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. I mean the trip itself. Yes, yes. No, I get. I get it, that. It was. It was. It was an. It, I mean, so no, was, no, and no, no, you know, no offense taken. It was. It was an interesting and weird, weird trip. Um, just completely not like any other. I mean, I've I've lived in the states now since '85, pretty much. And uh, so I've made the trip home probably 30 times. Um, and this was by far the weirdest trip home. Um, it was the longest trip home because I was there for a month exactly. From mm-hmm. like October 24th to um, November 23rd. And it was the weirdest because A, my mother died in the first week. But then B, England went into a lockdown a few days after that. And so there was no pubs open. There was no restaurants open. There was no anything except for food stores. So, um, and of course, Amazon and Discogs, which are always open. Thank God, right? <laughs> um, so we basically couldn't do anything. And it was pissing down with rain every day. So we were basically sitting in the house, the empty house that I'd lived in my entire life, basically going through, you know, cabinets and stuff like that so it was very very odd i mean i saw a lot of my family you know we had a couple of family parties and stuff like that so that was nice they did the gestapo didn't break in and arrest you no and funny yeah i was supposed to i was supposed to quarantine the first uh 14 days and i didn't i was i broke that probably within 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah come come catch me coppers um so, so were you? This is a little, a little off topic, but so were you able to have a normal kind of funeral, or how did that work? Yeah. So, the cremation went down exactly, actually, as my dad's did a few years ago. Um, you were allowed to have up to thirty people 
at the ceremony, mm. but because my mom was, was so old, um, she'd it's probably outlived age. almost all of her friends and relatives sure. anyway. So we only had about 20 people at the, at the ceremony, but yeah, I mean, it was real, it was normal. We had a hearse and two limos picked us up at the house and drove to the crematorium where there was a chapel and we had a ceremony. Well, it wasn't religious at all. You know, we picked music nope. before and in the middle and after and stuff. And it was like a 40 minute ceremony. My brother spoke mm. and a couple of other members of the family spoke. It was really, really nice actually it went really well so you guys weren't you didn't grow up anglican you guys aren't you're not anglican you guys weren't no uh we didn't really go to church at all as children okay. and but it's funny growing up uh school every day um i mean every school in england had uh like assembly in the morning with like hymns and prayers and stuff like that so you know hmm. there was certainly a christian part to go into school every day but i was never religious so yeah we just had like a, we didn't have a minister or anything it was just some guy that led the led the ceremony you know hmm, it was uh, okay. it, it, it went beautifully and then we went back to my brother's and basically it was in the middle of the day and we basically ate and drank yeah partied from like two o'clock till which we weren't even supposed to do that because we were you're sure. only supposed to have like eight people in a house or something by lockdown rules but we broke that <laughs> completely too um so yeah there was a lot of you know, you're of, still a rebel dude you're still a rebel. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that getting together with your family for a meal is not, is the new act of rebellion? Right. How about that? Yeah. Um, and it goes well, on. It's starting to set in, obviously, because we've got these holidays. It's starting to set in that this is what it's going to be like through the holidays. The new Michigan rules are only supposed to be for three weeks. They're supposed to lift in early early part of December, but I have no no faith that that will happen. Also, are you not supposed to get together for Thanksgiving or something? We are not supposed to, no. Oh, Jesus. Like, anyone, like living, anyone's going to listen to that. Been living in a, we've been living in a bubble with, you know, I have an adult son who doesn't live here. An adult, an adult son who's married lives around the corner. So they've kind of been in our bubble. And we've been in the bubble with my parents and my grandparents. I don't know if they're coming to Thanksgiving or not, but my grandparents have had COVID they've and had recovered it? from it. Yeah, okay, there so you go. They, yeah. Theoretically, the new last thing I read at least said you should be good for years, if not decades. Well, my grandparents ain't going to live for decades. That's for certain. So. Right. But anyway, I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you. I, I'm kind of fighting with this whole holidays. It's like none of this year is going to be salvaged. Nothing, you know, unless you did something really cool before the middle of March. Yep. This year is just pretty much a total wash. But anyway, I'm sorry. So so you got there and taking you back, you got there and, and your mom died pretty early on when you got there. And the funeral was a couple weeks later. But how long were you actually able to do some stuff before you got locked down. Um, let's see. So I got there on the Monday and, um, we were pretty much dealing with my mom that week. She died on the Sunday. So she died like six days after we got there. So it was lucky we got there in time. Was she at home still when you got there or was she already in the hospital? She was in hospital. There? She'd had a fall and, and she was in hospital. And to tell you the, tell you the truth, um, man, going to hospital is like the last place you want to go because she basically it went downhill rapidly when she was well, in hospital. Well, you brought her home, she didn't last but a couple days, right? Right. So, um, yeah, basically, instead of going to hospice, um, we decided we were going to bring her home, you know, so she could be around family and stuff and have that oh, kind of comfort. Yeah. So, you know, they brought a bed into the house and all that good kind of stuff. So, you know, we had a party on the Saturday with her with her in the house. And she wasn't reacting too much, but she could tell people were there and she was smiling a little bit and stuff. So that was good. And then she died early the next morning. Um, hmm. So, so yeah. Um, so, so then from like Monday, Monday we were dealing with like Undertakers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Tuesday and Wednesday, though, we did go. I went to Liverpool. We went shopping on the Tuesday and Wednesday, went out to shops and stuff like that because lockdown started on the Thursday. So we basically had 
like two days after my mom passed. Well, well, you know, when we could go out and do stuff. I mean, we could have done stuff the week before, but you know, it was, it was all about my mom basically that week, you know? So, um, so yeah, we had two days um of of drinking and even then you even then because we were in what was called tier three you couldn't just go into a pub and have a drink you could only order food and then get get drinks with your food kind of thing and the and the worst thing about it was everybody knew the lockdown was coming so the pubs well the pubs hadn't been ordering you know new kegs or stuff like that or new supplies you can't blame them so the food was kind of shitty and the beer was kind of flat. It was just, it just wasn't huh. good. So anyway. I know last Tuesday, we, we, Wednesday of last week was when we got hit also. So we went out for Taco Tuesday. It's like, well, let's go to dinner one last time. And so, even then we had to like leave our name or whatever. It was, it was bizarre. Oh man. yeah. Every, every single store had this, you know, code thing that you were supposed to scan for scan and trace. So people would be able to tell when you were in the store. I was like, fuck that, I ain't doing that. Well, it's funny now because yeah, because here here in Michigan the restaurants are closed for dine in, but none of the rest of the retail is closed. So yeah. I, you can still go record shopping. Some have voluntarily closed down. You can still go clothes shopping. You can still go to the big box stores, which so it's not yeah. Uh, so it's it's not actually that does sound like kind of, kind of like it was in England, yeah. Um, except yes. all, except you couldn't eat in. Yeah, you couldn't you could order out from restaurants and that was about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could eat outside if you wanted to wear it. You know. <laughs> full bodysuit and stuff like that and bring your own fire <laughs> look like but, the guys who were yeah the guys who showed up at et's house yeah but uh but yeah so the two weeks after that we just spent like i said poking around the house or going for long walks and stuff like that you know because it was basically nowhere to go i mean luckily i live right by the beach okay. so it was it was across this across the river mersey from liverpool so that i mean it was kind of that was kind of nice and i got in four and a half miles a day but um it, it wasn't it wasn't a vacation vacation let's put it that way <laughs> uh, yeah doesn't sound like it yeah well and it's always it's always weird when the you know your mom was the glue that held the family together at this point and i know you and your brother are still close and you'll still go see your brother but you know you're it's just everything changes you know no that's a very good just, point dude that's a very good weird. point because i mean that's where i've always gone you know i go to england maybe once every yeah. year once every 18 yeah, months I, I assume you're gonna sell the house or whatever so yep yeah, probably. You're gonna have to stay at an inn or something. Well, that's it's actually. I mean, it it it's, it sucks because it's gonna be more expensive, but it's actually kind of exciting because we'll actually be able to go to some other places. Yeah, that's true. You know, go to maybe London maybe. Put you up, Neil. These guys, kids are growing up. Yeah, but I'd like to go other places in England rather than just you know around mm. around Liverpool and stuff and Manchester. Um, so that all maybe go somewhere else. Go to somewhere else in Europe. How about we go Europe. to Black? How about we go to Blackpool? Black, we'll, yeah, we'll, well I'll tell you a, what. That's we'll very take doable. We'll a day trip over to visit your brother. Yep. and we'll go watch all these frick old geezer punk rock bands play at rebellion dude it's on next august let's do it <laughs> god i hope i hope it's on next august i mean yeah. i would think the people right now working on stuff for the spring are starting to get nervous but i don't know well they're talking about know. they're talking about starting to put this uh the thingy out uh the what's it called the vaccine, vaccine. out like like december aren't they so we'll yeah, see we'll see how that I'm goes keen on i'm not too keen on it i see there there's a lot of asterisks by this uh, thing so I don't know and this is the, uh, but it, so so anyway I finished your story as far as being there you uh, so the last couple of weeks you just kind of kind of chilled out you did hang out with your family a little bit and yeah so a lot of the family and uh, yeah and I, I it's pretty typical in England um, the funeral isn't straight away by any means it was like a good two weeks so yeah, that's uh, weird. Usually here like if you die on a Wednesday they're they're doing the funeral on a Saturday usually. yeah 
I mean, I, and I don't know if that was because of COVID or what it was, but uh, it was like two weeks for my dad. It may be a little bit less than that, but it was it was almost two weeks for my dad. So you know, the body stays in at the funeral home for visitation and stuff if you want to go do that. And then, you know, oh. and then the cremation or whatever. So the cremation was last Wednesday. So, and I left on the Monday. I was originally supposed to leave on Saturday, but um, because there's so few people on the planes, one of the internal flights got canceled. So I had to push my one of my flights from Monday to, I mean, from Saturday to Monday. So that's why I came home Monday instead, two days later than I was supposed to. So. All right. This is getting too depressing. Play us a punk rock song. I am going to play one. I am going to play. Okay, so I listen. And then we'll come back and hear your depressing story of getting home. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) So um, I did listen to a lot of music while I was over there, both old and new. So I'm going to play one of the uh, oldest things that I I got. And uh, and I actually picked up this album while I was there, so we can talk about that too, because that's kind of uplifting. But this is from the band Attack, A-T-T-A-K. Have you ever heard of them? I've seen their albums. I don't know that I've ever heard them. Well, they only had one album, and it's got maybe okay. the worst album cover in the history of album Do covers. They have some singles, maybe? Yeah, they have two singles and one album. Um, the album's got like this sketch on the front that looks like it was done by like a twelve-year-old in math class, of like a zombie crawling out of the gla- out of the ground. It is absolutely dreadful. But um, you will listen to this song, and you will say, "Hey, that sounds just like early Blitz." And the funny thing is, yes. Uh, they were from the same town as Blitz, New Mills, and I believe the drummer in Attack was the brother or sister or something of one of the members of Blitz. So there's a lot of Blitz uh, similarities there. So this is the band Attack with the song Young and Proud.
There it was, Young and Proud by Attack. So that was from the album or that was from a single? That's from the album. That is from the, al- the album, and the album is called Zombies. So that was what, real early 80s? Um, 82-ish, yeah, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, definitely before Blitz went on the new new wave, new yeah. wave kick. Because um, mm-hmm. then, I don't know, I think Attack broke up. So like I said, they only did the one album and the two singles, so they probably broke up shortly after that, after, after hearing what Blitz was doing with their career. <laughs> they decided they didn't want to go down that path. Yeah. And they became shopkeepers and yes. bookkeepers, and now they're all retired. That would actually be actually an interesting interview. Was a member of a, a band like that and seeing what they're seeing what they're doing today. They're probably playing well, Rebellion always, next year, actually. <laughs> well, it is always a curious thing because we talk to guys who are lifers who never quit playing. Yeah, and they just are sort of still like working poor. And then you hear other guys that had a band but they quit and got a regular job, and those guys are probably end up being much better off in the long run. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, even if they even if they don't have the sort of credibility of the guy who you know went straight through especially england you know they got a good pension they got a good you know i, I swear i think cox bars started playing more since they freaking retired uh, from their like day jobs yeah probably and also remember you got the dole as well which unlike unlike american unemployment the dole never runs out so you can see well, is, that be on still, is that still as prevalent as it was like in the 80s when all the or the late 70s and all the punk bands are getting going not so much and there's not as much unemployment as there as there was back then but the dole is still a thing like, for sure. like margaret thatcher kind of like was you're reagan right she kind of put a little bit of the kibosh on that i think well but she was the one that uh by closing a lot of the coal industry and the closing a lot of industries she actually raised unemployment a huge you know a huge amount so hmm. that's why a lot of people still hate thatcher even though you know dead coal um coal industry it was never going to be a thing was it i mean i mean i know our boy trump tried to tried to bring it back but i mean you can't go back to fossil fuels it's just not happening wow how did we get onto this shit i don't know <laughs> so, speaking of fossil fuels thatcher. i heard you had to burn a lot of it to get home thatcher god damn it yeah so, so okay what, what, so what so how, are you, how was your trip so yeah what's the time frame we talking about you get leave in the morning or what's uh <laughs> Yes. So let me see. You're going back against time. <laughs> yes, I'm going so back, in, back in time. I'm like, like, it's like it's like, it's like fucking mean, Michael you're J. Fox. Like five hours else, right? <laughs> Six hours to Chicago. Okay, so right. here's the way it works. So there used to be there used to be a daily flight um, direct from Chicago to Manchester on American Airlines, oh, yeah. but they stopped. That was that? Just, what, what's that? It's just for Morrissey. <laughs> yes, Chicago. Exactly. Show, they need to do a daily flight back and forth. Exactly. Um, but they stopped that a couple of years ago. Even though it was always crowded, I don't know why they stopped it, but they did. American Airlines kind of sucks, so they stopped it. So the last two trips, we've done Aer Lingus, which is the um, Irish airline, and basically we do Chicago to Dublin, and then have a couple hours layover in Dublin, and then Dublin to Manchester. And obviously coming home, it's the opposite. It's Manchester to Dublin, a couple of hours layover in Dublin, and then Dublin to Ma- Dublin to Chicago. So that's what we were doing. Mm-hmm. So the flight, I believe, was like 9.15. The uh, Manchester-Dublin flight was like 9.15 on Monday. So you get to the airport a couple of hours early, whatever, right? Sure. So the airport was pretty empty. You get on that flight, it's fine. You go, go through security, you know, as normal. Uh, shoes off, all that kind of crap. But the good thing about going to doing it through Dublin is because Dublin, because Ireland has such a good um, rapport with the U.S. that you can actually do U.S. passport control in Dublin. 
So mm. when you get off in Chicago at O'Hare, you don't have to go through the passport control rigmarole, and that can take that can take literally hours in, at O'Hare because it's so busy. So that's actually a big plus. Well, was, was yeah, so yeah true enough. Yeah. Oh, that's true because there's nobody coming into the country. Of course, they said a bunch of people are traveling for Thanksgiving again. So who knows? No, but you can't. Anyway. You, I mean, only American citizens can, can, can come to the U.S. The U.S. is still blocked off. Oh yeah, I got yeah. You. But so, but anyway, so but in a normal time, that was like a huge that was like a huge advantage that you're clearing passport control in Dublin. But um, so we get to Dublin, and uh, I think it's going to be easy. You'd normally just go down some stairs and you're at U.S. passport control and you're done. However, because half of Dublin Airport is closed because shit is so empty, um, you couldn't do that anymore. So basically, we had to leave Dublin Airport like a regular um, arrival, and then come back up to, through the departures lounge again, or through departures to get back into the airport. So what that meant was going through security again. So now we yeah. had to go through security again, shoes off, belt off, all that shit. And these guys were much more thorough than the guys at Manchester. Like they, I, I must have raised a bunch of alarms because they had to pull me out and I had to take off bracelets and shit like that. So that was a drag. Um, So we get through that and then we go down to the American passport control, which there was another security checkpoint. So this was the third time in two hours I'd had to take shoes off, coats off, you know, all that shit. So by this time I was getting pissed off. And Lydia's trying to sure. Lydia's trying to because that's what you do. Calm me down and stuff. I was like, why? Why the fuck do we have to do this? Just because you guys are inefficient and closed off part of the airport. You should start screaming at him and cause a scene. Tell him you have a gun. <laughs> yes, that's the quickest way through. <laughs> yes, yeah. in Ireland they used to that. Um, but anyway, you know what? It was fine. We got through. We got through passport control in ten minutes, and um, we just had like an hour layover then, waiting at the gate. And luckily there was a nice little bar right by the gate, so. Had a couple of pints of Guinness, so that was nice. And it does taste better in Dublin. The Guinness tasted wonderful. Um, Had some food and stuff. Got on the plane. 350-seat plane. Probably 20 people on the plane. 25, maybe. Wow. Less than even on the way there. Less than on the way there. Yep. Yep. I mean, there's just no way that's profitable. Oh, God, no. There's just no way. Which, which, uh, I think that showed in the food and shit they were giving us, because the food was absolutely inedible. It was just dreadful yeah i have not been on a flight long enough to get a meal in forever oh wow i can't even imagine last see i see i'm i'm so old that i can remember when i would fly to england in the mid 80s that they would actually bring you food on a plate with real knives and forks and shit like that and now it's just like a you know a microwave meal thrown at you with a plastic knife or something you know when i was uh when i was around the time i got out of high school when you were flying internationally and i didn't do this a ton but i did a little you could still smoke Right, yeah, yeah, to be a smoking we section at the back of the plane. Smoke. Yep. Yeah. We were so cool, Neil. Yes. We were so cool. And that was the good old the days. The, the damn good old yeah. days. Um, the flight back. So, so the flight itself was okay. It was just the security situation. Huh? I always forget it's it's longer going that way because you have a headwind, rather you have a tailwind come in to England and you have a headwind going back. So it takes it takes a good two hours longer. So instead of being a six really? hour flight, it was an eight hour flight. Yeah. They just go faster. <laughs> I would have hoped that, they, but apparently not. They don't have a gas pedal or something? Well, apparently they want to save gas, right? Because there's nobody on the damn plane. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow, even though the plane was empty, somehow there still managed to be an annoying child in the next row ahead of us <laughs> with a fucking iPad playing, uh, was it, was that movie Trolls? Like full, like he didn't, and he didn't have, he didn't have headphones. Did you have to be moved? 
Uh, I, I, sh- I should I should have just moved myself. Instead, I just so- chose to sit there and get more and more annoyed at the parents who just went right to sleep. And this, Man, uh, I am so the senior mugshot when you get arrested as soon as the plane <laughs> lands because you lose your cool. <laughs> Smash the iPad over the kid's <laughs> head. You're, you're not a famous enough rock star to really get away with that type of behavior. So. Right. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess the flight was fine. I mean, you know, it was it was it was just long. You know, I saw two good. I saw I saw two good movies on the plane though. Um, I saw Knives Out, which is like a whodunit kind of classic whodunit one. If you've never seen it, it's good. And then I saw um, a Ed Norton movie called Motherless Brooklyn, which is set in the fifties. It's like a film noir kind of detective story, and that was good too. So um, two 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 good movies there. But anyway. Movies, man. That's all we do this year. Watch yeah. Freaking movies at home. Right. Yeah. I mean, the drinks are priced right. You can have as much popcorn as you want, but. So it was also just as we we're about to touch down in uh, in Chicago, that you know you start to realize, well, shit, this month long vacation is over, and it's back to the real world tomorrow. You know that kind of thing. So all while you were in England, or not too much. What's that? Did you work at all while you were? In England I did. Or not too much? I did. I mean, I did. I mean, it's it was difficult though because a the internet wasn't great. And B, the six-hour time difference made it, you know, I could, it was difficult to make meetings and stuff like that. But I was able to do, yeah, I, I worked for about 10 days probably, um, as much as I could. Did you use up, so, all, your, you use up all your vacation? Uh, no, I had four weeks to take. And I took two weeks vacation. And then there was some, um, what are they called? Uh, thing, there was days, you know, for a funeral. Um, yeah, Bert. Yeah. Um, so it was a few days of that. So I only ended up taking about two weeks of vacation and I had four weeks to take. So I've actually still got two weeks coming, you know, in the cool. next, in the next say, you m- month. Still, you can still, still come up and, you know, come up here at some point. And yeah. So, it sounds great. You've made it sound super. <laughs> super well, it's, 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 yeah, it kind of sucks at the moment. Yeah. Um, and, and I imagine Chicago is, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I was not exactly paying attention to what was happening, but I saw your governor or your, uh, Mayor Beetlejuice was. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a cheap shot. Maybe we'll put her. a picture of her up so people understand from outside the country what she looks like. Because yes, she does look like. Uh, she does it's look not like Beetlejuice a character from the from movie. It's Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show, The Black Midget. <laughs> oh guy. my God! Yes, yes, I forgot about him. <laughs> but oh anyway, my God! She yes, she was making some rumbling, and I saw people were going after her. Well, she won't close this because it's business, or I don't, I don't know. She's uh once again all these people, you know, they're. They're not in an enviable situation. I don't think there's the easy answers, but but yeah, it's 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 kind of tough. Yeah. So so you're home now, of course. So we didn't mention what day. Oh, this story's not over. This story's not over yet, oh, buddy. Sorry. So I'll tell okay. you what. Why don't you play another song? Because because then we'll get onto the second and third parts of this story. So I'd play say another this song. Is the, I'd say this is the least punk rock episode we've ever done. But you know, <laughs> or, or maybe funny. the most punk rock episode. Maybe. <laughs> Here you will be like my wife and I vacationing in wine country. Yeah, me right. bitching about shit. So we're going to talk, I, I hope eventually this hour or whatever, however long we talk, we're going to talk about some records a little bit. Yeah. But I'm actually going to play, so there's this band called The Jasons. Yep. And we might eventually, I, I know we have a mutual friend who is trying to make a connection to us, so maybe at some point we'll have one of them on, hopefully. But they're, they, they're kind of like a, they're a punk band, kind of pop punk band. And they all wear Jason masks like Friday the 13th. Yep, right. And they always had kind of a cool image and kind of a cool stage show, but I think they're getting to be kind of good now, the band is. They're getting better, I think, with every release, and they got a bunch of stuff coming out, some of which we'll talk about. But this is uh, from their last record, uh, which is called, I think, Blood in the Streets from 2019. 
And this is a song called Red Blooded American Punk Rock. with red-blooded American punk rock. There you go. Um, okay, so where was I? Oh, yeah, I'm in Chicago. Touching down in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Lovely Chicago. Um, so touch Chicago. You don't touch down in Chicago. It touches down on you. Neil. Yeah. I mean, the good thing was we're actually able to touch down right away instead of circling the city for 20 minutes like you normally would because O'Hare is so busy. But anyway. <laughs> so what, what time is it now? Um, it would have been 9 o'clock British time, but you take off the six hours, so it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. 
Yikes. So I touched down at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Long ass day. It was a long ass day and it's getting longer. So we get our bags. Our bags were there, luckily. Um, I get sneezed on by some dickhead at the baggage counter, but whatever. Because um, he was wearing his sneeze Oh, that was, another, that was another thing. So by this time, we'd be wearing our masks for a good 14 hours. So that's so fun. You, so, oh, the yep. thought of, yeah, that straight hours. Ugh, that's yeah. a bitch. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we pick up our bags and we go outside to get a cab, thinking the airport's going to be empty. Getting a cab is going to be simple. It was So you have to not. get a cab? To your car that's parked at O'Hare. Oh, I didn't park it. Oh, fuck no. I would never park a car at O'Hare. Oh, you didn't park it. Okay. No, I'm told. It's like I, one of the off-site told, places that services the airport. Yeah, I mean, I've told you about that, right, before, where the, the uh, Chicago police will just go around O'Hare Airport, and if you have any kind of ticket at all, they'll uh, they'll boot you and make you pay. Anyway, so we get a cab. Um, somehow, I don't know how this guy was a cab driver. Um, worst cab driver ever. He argued with us immediately. <laughs> that's, that's saying something because literally every cab driver is the worst cab driver. Ever. Well, I mean, this guy he didn't want to open the trunk for us, so we could because we had a shit ton of bags, right? We had a shit ton of bags. We'd been away for a month, and we'd brought stuff from the house and that, so we, we had, had a lot of bags. Eighty pounds of records. Yeah, ex- we, uh, dude, you don't realize how heavy records are until you're carrying them across continents. Um. So yeah, he didn't want to open the trunk for us. He got angry because I opened the side door. He was arguing us up with us about where we were going. Um, it was a complete weird dickhead who didn't understand what being a cab driver meant, I guess. Say what you will about Uber, but nobody at Uber acts like that because right. they know you can give them a bad review. Right, exactly. This guy's got his Chicago medallion. He doesn't give a crap about you. So this, and, he, and, he's, and he's driving literally like 85 miles an hour because he couldn't, because going to Webbinston is probably the worst pl- worst place he wanted to go to because it's so far west, right? Oh, so you actually didn't, oh, so you didn't park at the airport at all. You parked in Evanston. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, I left my car. I left my car in uh, in Evanston. And, okay. uh, and then we got, I mean, then we got a cab to the, the cab to the airport was, was lovely on the way there. It was just That's the one on the way back. It's a huge amount of money, uh, but uh, I suppose compared to parking, it's probably not that big a deal. Right? It was like, it was like 35 bucks. Not bad. Oh, that's you not know. that bad. Yeah, I mean oh. they have they have they have set fees, right, for the, for airport. Fact better, it probably cost you twenty bucks a day to park. Right, it would have done. Yeah, yeah, for a month. When we were there for a month, so. Um, yeah. So, anyways, a cab driver from hell. Um, it's hot as hell in his car. We're still we're still wearing our masks. You know, uh, starting to feel sick because we were like jet lagged and shit, and it, it that just was not a fun cab ride. Sure. So we get to where we're going, and he starts arguing with us again about because I started I opened the door on the street side, and he started yelling at me about that, and it was just fucking weird. It was just oh. weird. <laughs> um, so we get out, get out, we get out at the uh, at at uh, at my wife's condo with where um where my car was parked. And she's got a big, like, old husky, like 90-pound, huge husky, right? Oh, you said you got attacked by a dog. I didn't realize it was, like... Well, we didn't get it. We didn't a get a. T- well, here's the deal. We didn't get attacked. I by thought it. it was at your apartment. I thought maybe no. it was that family that lives underneath you. Oh God, no! That would have savaged me. Um, no, it was it was it was good old buddy, and he comes running down the front stairs to greet us. So happy to see you guys. Yeah, and he comes running down the front stairs to greet us, and it's great. We got all our bags and stuff, and then he gets freaked. And like Laura lives on the third floor. Um, the dog gets freaked out about going back up the stairs because he's old and he's got arthritis in his back legs and he won't go up the stairs. He just will not do it. Huh? Nope. Is there an elevator? No, sir. What do you do? I mean, this dog's got to crap a couple times a day at least. Well, he normally goes down the back stairs. Ah. So the front stairs are carpeted. A lot of of things wrong with this scenario I see, but you know what? We'll talk about that later when it's just me and you, pal. Me, you, and my 22. Yeah. So the front front stairs. 
so the front stairs are carpeted. The front stairs are Anyway, go ahead. I'm assuming the carpet freaked him out or the pattern on the carpet freaked him out because he would not go up the fucking front stairs. So then we bring him around the back. But by that time, he's so freaked out, he won't go up the back stairs either. So now we're faced. Neurotic animals that are like teenage kids. Right. Who's 90, 90 pounds plus. And he's wow. like, you know, when he's an old dog, you don't want to freak him out too much. You carry him like Kevin Costner carried Whitney Houston in the bodyguard movie. <laughs> well, here's the thing. When he gets old and freaked out, I mean, when he gets freaked out and nervous like that, I mean, he tends to bite. So Laura had to go to a pet store, buy a muzzle, bring it back, put him on. So we were literally two hours getting this damn dog up the stairs. <laughs> wow. As, hey, we're, as we're hot as hell. Did you see where Johnny Rotten got bit? Yes. <laughs> We'll talk about that later. Anyway, yeah. Sorry. So anyway, so yeah, we're tired as hell anyway, and now we're trying to get this dog up the stairs. And in the end, we just had to drag that. You know, Laura picked up his back legs, and I just basically dragged him up the stairs. It was it was not pretty, but he was fine. Once he got in the house, he was fine. He's running around like normal. It was so See, fucking annoying. Where Lydia should have been taping that on her phone, right? This would have been some uh, punk till I die Facebook page uh, gold. Well, Lydia, by this time, is just so pissed off at everybody. She's just sitting there pouting like a teenager, you know? She does, she does seem to do that. She does seem to have her father's uh, pleasant demeanor <laughs> sometimes. Huh? <laughs> so, you know, by this time, you know, uh, we'd been off the plane for like three hours. And we basically, uh, I was just basically getting in the house with the dog and stuff. So uh, we have something to eat. By this time, it's starting to snow. By this time, uh, it's like six o'clock. I'm tired as hell because to me, it's midnight already, you know, six hours ahead um, on English time. So I'm like, well, I'm going to drive home. So my car was in her garage. I go in and my car won't start. <laughs> so being the city boy that you are, I mean, do you even have a pair of jumper cables? I mean, well, you... it, it, it eventually started. I just had to, I just, I had to gun it like about four or five times in the end it did start, but I have a feeling that, um, when it was parked, the interior light was on or some shit like that. So, oh, I gotcha. so anyway, so now this day is just going from bad to worse. Um, so I drive home and all my mail is there and stuff like that. And turns out I've been, um, I've had my identity stolen. So, ah. so, 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 so. Well, listen, if they would have heard about this, they wouldn't want it. <laughs> so, so I get home and find out that some dickhead has tried to open some cocksucker has tried to open up a, uh, a credit card in my name. You know, blah blah blah. So, um, I, I it was just they, it was, they stole your identity and opened up a credit card so they could buy a bunch of punk rock records. <laughs> like trying to convince them, you're like, no, it wasn't me. I swear that, like, uh, yeah, whatever, buddy, whatever. Now, see what what this had been, and I guess this is this is pretty popular now. Is I guess for the first thing they did was um, they filed an, a fraudulent unemployment claim. I guess this is pretty common these days. Hmm. Um. So at least at my company, I certainly wasn't the only person. So actually they did this like the day before I left, which was great, but I was smart enough to put a fraud alert on my credit cards. So lucky I did uh, that. So even though this guy tried so to open the credit card before you left it, you were going to be out of the country. Yeah. 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 And, but I, I also put a fraud alert on with all the credit agencies. So the good thing about that was even though this person tried to open the credit card in my name, they weren't able to. So that was good. Yeah. But still I was coming home to this after that long day. So it was just, basically, it was just a goddamn day from hell. Do you have any records in the mail? Uh, waiting for me? Yeah, I did. So we'll talk about that. I'm going to play another song, and then we can talk yeah, about records. Yeah, so now I'm home, and, you know, and I'm still pissed. I'm still dealing with this fucking fraud alert thing. I mean, uh, fraud ID 
fraud thing because who knows what the hell they've done try to find out who's trying to steal your identity and you say you know what i'll tell you what you can have my identity but then you get the dog too (laughs) the funny thing was on one of these things on the credit card they put their address on there so they can't be the smartest fucking knives in the in the shed right how did how did your cat survive your cat's good my cats are fantastic. The girl we got to look after my cats was just amazing. She sent me photographs every day. The cats are fucking thriving. So, yeah, the cats are oh, excellent. That's good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to play another song. I'm going to play, um, this is a band I discovered while I was in England, even though they're an American band, because I saw their album got written up in the new um, Vive La Rock magazine. Um, this is a band called, um, well, you know, US Bombs, right? Um, yep. Of course you do. Everyone knows U.S. bombs. Well, yep. the rest of the band got tired of Dwayne Peters' weird Nazi—not uh, Nazi, but like Proud Boy behavior. So they left the band and formed a band called U.X. Bombs or uh, Unexploded Bombs, however they want to say it. And their first album just came out, and this is a song off that. This song is called "Light Brigade" by um, what do they call themselves? I know it's I know it's U.X.B. or U.X. Bombs, but I don't know if that's the official name is it like it's it's not like a straight edge x united x bombs that, that's a, that's the official right. name united x bombs but basically it's it's US, it just US united bombs. bombs yeah so it's the rest of the band except for Dwayne peters basically mm. and they got the guy from um who's that new reggae band singing for him um all the agrilites agrilites yeah yeah who i i think the agrilites suck but you know he's, yeah, he's fine in this not for me either. yeah anyway this is uh uxb with light brigade Shots for the 
there. United X Bombs with okay, a song. Go. With a song you, uh, played a, you did a good deed by playing this new band song, but then you told the singer his, you think his old band sucks. <laughs> I think the reggae is terrible. To be, I mean, I like it's, reggae. I, I, I think reggae, I, I but I think their reggae it. is god awful. I'm not a huge reggae fan to begin with, but I really only like the a few like of the OG kind of yeah artists. Um, they are on our one of our favorite one of our favorite labels, Pirates Press. So they are, they are. Lights are so yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think that's the best song off that album. That album is new; just came out a couple months ago. So, it's called West World Crisis. I listened to it and, it, and I didn't dislike it, but it didn't really grab me much. It wasn't really very punk rock songing. Um, it's it mo- like I, I thought. I thought of like Elvis Costello. It was very like power poppy. Well, so a, a couple of the songs. I think maybe you need to give it another chance because I mean, I think some of the songs are kind of coxbarish, and that that Light Brigade song I just played is probably the punkiest thing on the album. So, uh, maybe I'll revisit. Maybe I won't. You know, I only have so many hours of my day to listen to music. <sighs> apparently, apparently. So, so what we didn't mention was so today is is the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yes. It's normally the biggest bar night of the year. My bars are closed. Are the bars in Chicago closed? I have no idea, dude. I haven't been out since I got so home. You would necessarily go out anyway. I mean, people our age really, at this point, don't necessarily enjoy going out and fist fighting with drunken 22-year-olds. Well, here's the deal with coming back from England, because it was six hours ahead. You start yeah. getting, you start feeling sleepy at, at like seven, because that would be one o'clock in the morning in England. So you start, huh. so going out at six or seven or eight isn't. Something I would want to do. <laughs> uh, get back in the groove, my friend. You got to get back in the groove. It'll take me probably. It normally takes me about a week to get fully acclimatized, and uh, and that. So yeah, maybe. But uh, I think I I don't. I'm not sure if the bars are closed. I, I have to I have to go figure this one out. I'm not sure. So, don't know. Why well, are you going to so, come up to visit? What's that? Are you coming up to visit? The bars are closed. Oh, so that's a no then. <laughs> well you know i i, pro- I probably uh, this year's visits are probably done we yeah can hope for the for the spring yeah for sure yeah yeah and my favorite bars are still open yeah well i think uh i think certainly our favorite one will be the d-man tap i think that will be good yeah, we do love the d-man yeah we do love the D-Man. um i say I, I always love reggie's like i'd be super bummed if reggie's went out and i like that uh i've never seen a show at the cobra lounge but i like that bar restaurant over there whatever it's called i think they have plenty of money and didn't uh didn't jason a, a good friend um from illuminated brew works didn't he tell us that the guy from reggie's has a has a lot of money I, so i don't think they're gonna go under i can't remember yeah but uh i put another picture up i'm sure everybody saw it i put another picture up on the facebook of all those variety of beer cans yep they are boy they he does not uh lack color when he does his packaging huh now did you like them all i mean they were all pretty strong right so it's funny so i i'm a big ipa guy so i liked almost every one of them almost all of them were ipas yeah but they were almost all double ipas so they're like eight percent and then you're drinking like 16 ounce cans right yeah they were the big ass cans yeah and there was one like peanut butter stout and i am not really a stout drinker so i actually gave a couple of those to scott because he's a big peanut butter fan and my wife drank the other one, and I think she thought it was pretty good. But I like the IPAs. I did. I enjoyed them. They're all a little different, you know. They all had a little twist on the yeah kind of kind of classic IPA. They sure do. So yeah, big big shout out again to those guys. That's Illuminated Brew Works. Um, talking about Scott, how is he doing? I know he wasn't well. Um, I think he's doing much better. He's good. you know he spent almost a week in the hospital. This is a, a, a good friend of mine, my oldest friend, uh, got the COVID and got it pretty bad, and. Uh, I was pretty worried about him. He's not a guy who takes very good care of himself. 
even and and this is a guy that doesn't take very good care of himself saying that. Um, but yeah, he got the COVID and he got pneumonia and he was in the hospital for a week. That first couple nights, I was pretty worried about him. Yeah, that's uh, that's scary but, stuff. You no, know, he, he's home. He'll be all right. Uh, he's not he's not working back to work yet, but um, he's been working from home and stuff. So if if you listen to this in six months, Scott, glad you're back. Glad you're healthy. Yep. I assume so. he doesn't listen to a podcast, so. <laughs> uh, he does sometimes. I don't know if he. I don't. I don't know how far behind he is. So yeah, it'd okay. be like spring of twenty twenty one by the time he hears this. So he'll be sick again. His his his, his immunity will have worn off. But uh, yeah. So yeah, we've had it. We you know we've had some people touched by this thing. I haven't lost. We haven't lost anybody close to us necessarily. I definitely know some people who've died. None of them particularly, uh, you know, most of them were pretty close to the end anyway, but, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we actually supposedly have twice as many cases now as we did in the spring. So, and we don't seem to know that much more than we did then. But we were doing like 10 times more testing. So I, I don't, I don't even know what any of it uh, means to be fair. We were, we were with, we, we had lunch at my mom's on Sunday and, my sister-in-law, who who I get along with generally pretty well, my brother and I are pretty close. She actually like yelled at me and said, "No more talk about politics or COVID." Because <laughs> my my brother and my dad are both big Trump guys, so oh. I do I do tweak them sometimes. Yeah, I I I do go after them a little bit. Are they upset? We agree on a lot of things, but I just I've never been able to support the guy. You know, I just I just never could. Um, but. But I'm. I look at her. I'm like Angie. What else are we supposed to talk about? <laughs> I mean, what else is going on right now? We have this election, and we have this COVID. I mean, it, it... Neil, what record was waiting for you in your mailbox when you got home? Well, yeah. Okay, records. Good. Let's get on to that. Are you talking so, about what you got in England last time? So, uh, well, no. I talked about what I got from the record stores in England on the Wednesday. I went to record stores. I also bought stuff from Discogs while I was there. So, okay. what did I get from Discogs? I got um, that Attack album called Zombies, which has been on my want list for a long time, but it's it's a difficult one to find. Hold on one second. Because it is on the original... It's been repressed a couple times, but the original was on um, No Future Records. So, I got that from Discog, from a person in, Disco, uh, in the UK. And the good thing about the post office in the UK, it's expensive, but I got it within two days, so that was pretty good. Small country, of course, but, um, so yes. Yeah. Your country's smaller than your state, dude. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but if we use the US mail, it could be inside my state and then still get sent to Pennsylvania they for some reason. They probably it to Pittsburgh first. Yeah, yeah exactly, so I don't <laughs> want to hear that. So, um... Shout out, hey, shout out to our pal Mike the Mailman down yeah, in Florida. Yeah. I, oh, and I wanted to say, too, that thanks to everyone for their kind wishes for my mom and stuff like that. I appreciate it from everybody. So that was nice. Um, second thing I got on Discogs was I got the Action Packed, the first Action Packed album, which is called okay. Mercury Theater on the Air, which I've been wanting I, for a while. It's, so it's Action Packed, P A C T, right? Yep. Action Packed, yeah, like with an exclamation. You kind of band? Huh? Kind of like a UK 82 kind of band. Yep, like exactly right. Girl singer. Yeah. Yeah. I played oh, one of those songs a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I got the last album I got was um, it's like a power pop, a new power pop band called the Speedways who have an excellent album that just came out. It's a 2020 album. It's actually going to make my albums of the year. Um, mm. Yeah, it is. Creep? It's called Radio Sounds by the Speedways. 
Um, I bought that on vinyl before I left. So and that's the second album. I got their first album, which is called Just Another Regular Summer. I got that in Discogs um, in the UK while I was there. So uh, actually I had that shipped from Spain. So mm. I've got that. It's number 94 out of 98. So that was pretty cool. And then, I got, a, and then I got some singles on Discogs too um, while I was there. Uh, I got a Morrissey single called The Boy Racer, which is one of my favorite Morrissey songs. Hard Wait, single to get. It's still been in the news, I'm sure you saw. Yep. Again, he's, he's, still, he's still the most punk rock guy of all time because he's still getting kicked off record labels. Take that, Johnny Rotten. Um, and I got the Blondie single, Picture This, on Yellow Vinyl, which I've always loved that song. And I, I remember on Yellow, Yellow Vinyl from my childhood, so I wanted the Yellow Vinyl one. That song. What's that? I know that. Oh, yeah, it's off. Yeah, sure you do. It's off Parallel Lines. You'll know it. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I got the Squeeze single, um, Up the Junction, on purple vinyl. Because, again, I remember that from my childhood, and I always wanted that one. Mm. And uh, is that is that it? Um, okay, yeah, I think that's it from England. And so waiting for me when I got home was um, I got the Queers split that was on... Um, Pro Rock Records, the Queers with the two mm, tens. Yes. The, the Queers and the two tens. I got that split. Was waiting for. So me. how is how is that? I just ordered it actually. It's good. It's very it's very very good. Yeah. Good. And I also had a package from uh, Pirates Press with uh, th- the uh, the Revolts. I got their ten inch EP and their two seven mm. inches. So that was Dude, waiting for me when I got home. You. The ten inch. I think I'm gonna like specialize in the ten inch format. I think yeah. I made up my mind. Yeah. So and of course, being a Pirates Press package, it had like again about thirty five more um, more flexies <laughs> and stickers and they they have temporary tattoos now as well. They have Pirates Press mm. temporary tattoos in there. Yeah. You know, so I don't know if we mentioned this previously, but when we went down to Logansport, and I actually forgot to give Matt mine, but you and I both brought a ton of flexies down there. Yeah, and I left just, mine on the counter. Gave, yeah, you just gave a bunch to Matt. I wonder yeah. if he sold them or gave them away or what, because it's like I, I have a bunch of them, and I forgot to give them to Matt. And I, I, my local record store guy that I'm really friendly with, I want to say, you know, is there anybody who wants these? I mean, are they worth ten cents a piece to you or or something? Because I have a, I have a bunch of Pirates Press ones. Plus, I have a bunch of uh, New Noise ones. I mean, on Discogs, I, on on Discogs, I say they're worth like yeah, a buck a piece or something. But how can that be? Bucks. How can that be? Yeah, people seem to say, well, some of the rare ones go for 10 bucks or something. Really? Jesus. I, you know, I, I listen, man, I love Discogs. I buy tons of stuff, but I, I just, I don't know that I have the energy to sell. Yeah. I mean, they do make it pretty easy, though, right? Because you can just do say, they? yeah, because, I mean, there's a link, there's a link right there. If, well, if you put your collection in there like I have, there's a link right there that just says sell this oh, item yeah. or whatever. So you can just I do have, it right from there. I have pretty much all my vinyl in there. And I have maybe a third of my CDs. Hmm. I have like a couple thousand things on my discogs, I think. Yeah, I think I got about the same thing. Yeah, I think it says it's worth yeah. like 40 grand or something. Yeah, I love that, right? Yeah. Only if you sell it. Only if you sell it. Yeah. So well, you were t- so are, are you done or not? I'm done. I'm done. That was, that was it, yeah. So, there so was... actually, I, I just got a bunch of singles too because I, I, that first band I played earlier, Brody's Militia, for some reason I'm sort of obsessed with them right now. Mm-hmm. So I actually got two of their splits. Which uh, one of them was with a band called Breathalyzer, and another one was a band called SS Nachev, 
I can't remember. I don't. I don't. I don't even know. I can't even pronounce what the other way. But you know, they have these these great hardcore singles where there's like five or six songs on each side mm-hmm. of the seven inch. So, anyway, so I got that, and I got I got a I got a handful of them. It was one of those, you know, sort of max out the shipping, grabbed a bunch of stuff for a couple bucks a piece. So that was so that was really cool. But I also have pre-ordered. I'm actually kind of going to take a discogs break here. <laughs> sure with, you are. Sure you are. Well, I am. I am with the holidays coming up. But I actually have like four different orders outstanding right now, which sort of makes my head want to explode because wow. you know I'm a, yeah. you know I'm a like order one thing, wait for it to come, or another thing kind of guy because it, it it gives me this weird anxiety to have too many things out there floating around. But I actually so the first one was the Screeching Weasel album from this year that I loved, which came out digitally earlier. They I got an email, I looked at it at lunchtime, and it was. Available on vinyl, 300 copies, orange vinyl, um, which is a crazy small number for Screeching Weasel. I mean, obviously, nobody sells records like they used to, but that's still a crazy small number. It is. So I, so I go over there, and I just impulsively order it. Mm-hmm. And it's sold out before my lunch is over. Wow. There you go. So I was glad I didn't wait. Now they've done turquoise. They've done purple. You know, they're doing 300 of a bunch of different colors. And I'm not that much of a weirdo that I'm going to get every color. At twenty, you know, twenty or twenty-five bucks a pop, Mrs. Trauma would have me murder me. But uh, so I heard that, and then I and then I saw the new the queer, new Queers record eventually went up for pre-order. Which did you notice that it did not have the title that Joel Joe told us it was going to have? No, I haven't. So, t- tell yeah, the, so the new Queers album is, is available for pre-order right now, and it's called uh, "The Queers Save the World." Right. Which he told us off the off the air we're not in the air but he told us you know after we quit recording what the name of the record was going to be and then he changed his mind so when we get joe back on we'll have to ask him about that what was it supposed um, to be called so we are so i ordered that i got that coming and both of those albums are supposed to be released around the end of this month the end of uh november okay and then I did order some stuff from Pro Rock. Now maybe I should have waited and tried to become buddies with Kenny and have him send me some free stuff. <laughs> but I did go ahead and order the Queers Jason's Split Ten Inch. Um, that song I just played, Red Bullet American Punk Rock. Uh, that's actually on that Split Ten Inch, but it's a re-recorded version, recorded by Joe Queer. So we'll see how that goes. I think that one has like four songs by each band. And then I did order the seven inch that you just talked about. That queers, uh, what are they called? One tens or something like that. Uh, the two tens, I believe. Two tens. The queers two tens split. Yeah. Which I gotta tell you, man, I'm suffering from su- uh, sticker shock on a lot of this stuff with the the ten dollar seven inch. Well, Seems sort of, doesn't it? Yeah, the bands are gonna get paid. I don't mind. I, but I was just the problem is and. I, you know, I grew up going to Kmart buying one dollar singles, and then I got into punk rock, and I was buying what three dollar, you know, seven inches. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. So I ordered both those, and then I also ordered the Jasons slash Black Russian split, and that went on a little label called Mom's Basement. Mom's Basement, which, yeah, yep, yep. I, I know that one. that's come up before, yep. or somebody's mentioned that we talked to, but I don't remember who. So I'm actually. Pretty stoked on that too. That's a seven inch. Um, so the Jasons are that you know fake serial killer band, and the Black Russians, the the like their shtick is that they're like communists. Yeah. And they're 
musically, it kind of sounds like a cross between like the Lillingtons and Motorhead. It's well, super cool. On that, that's a good lead-in because I think you're going to play your third oh, song, and it's by the Black Russians, correct? Oh, oh, one, more, one more thing. I want to give a shout-out oh, to Mark. Okay. Shout-out to our man Mark from Milwaukee. Well, he's for the Milwaukee area. He plays drums in a band called DUIs. Yes. And he actually sent me a couple seven inches, a couple DUI seven inches. They're a pretty killer punk rock band from Milwaukee, too. So, um, man, I tell you, when we do our like 100th episode or something, we should actually just give a shout out to everybody who sent us something. Yep. Because we, well, we've talked about this. We have never, we never considered like making money from this or even how to do that. But people have been very generous sending us lots of stuff over the last year or so so anyway well so, also yeah, sure. well also oh, i think I, I think on a hundredth episode don't get too excited people well i think maybe what we'll try and do is maybe actually get some of our loyalist listeners actually on the show just to say hello and maybe you know have like a that if we can if we can make that work right yeah yeah um mom's basement records they put out that last parasite split if you remember that one, this Parasites and Lone Wolf came out in 2020. Yeah, it's called like the Passport series. And those yep, are like one exactly. Of exactly. Like yep. It's funny because I was looking for that because, of, well, you know, I'm already ordering one thing. I might as well order two things on the same label. And, I, and they didn't, that must be sold out. But I did buy, uh, I did order along with that uh, Jason's Black, Com- uh, Black Russian split. I actually ordered one of my very favorite records from like 2017, which is a band called City Mouse. Uh, female fronted trio. Uh, but anyway, the album is called. I think it's called Get Right. Okay. I have the CD, but I like to buy things over and over again. So I bought the LP Black with Blue Swirl. City Mouse, not not to be confused with uh, Modest Mouse, that disgusting band from England. <laughs> I you. don't think. I, I hope nobody would get confused with that. <laughs> anyway, all right. So let, yeah, let's do a Black Russian song. This is. I don't know what album this. This is probably from their. They have one LP out, which is called Death by Communism. Yes, and that's what this is off, because that's how I found it. And it appears to be, and the cover is an exact copy of of the Lillington's um, classic Death by Television album, right? Except it's got Ronald Reagan on it instead of that that other guy. They're fun. Um, It it does have a little shtick to it. But yeah, like I said, it's kind of a... Like a Lillington's type sound, but like a little more of a gravelly, like Lemmy type voice. I'm going to check these guys out for sure. Okay, check it out. This is Black Russians doing Red Dawn. <laughs> No! 
Black Russians, a uh, big hit, uh, Red Dawn. Uh, yeah. um, did you like the movie Red Dawn? Yes. I think it, it actually kind of scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Because that was like peak Cold War. And it I was. was. Constant fear of Russian invasion. Yep. I actually, I actually loved Red Dawn. All my friends made fun of me for doing that because they all said it was... You know, anti-communist, fascist movie, and but I fucking didn't care. I loved it. I loved the whole idea behind it. Wolverines Forever. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't watch the remake, so I can't no. speak to that. Fuck the remake. I think it was they were invaded from uh, It was Cubans, wasn't it? In 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 Red Dawn. I mean, obviously with Soviet backing, but I think that's where they uh, where they where they invaded I from. Ruskies. I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was Cuban based, but oh, well, they came from Cuba anyway. But anyway, so yeah, Black yeah. Russians. I'm gonna I'm gonna look those guys up because I I really like the sound of that. No, I think I think you'll dig it. Um, and like I said, I bought the. They have another seven inch out with a band called uh, Radio Buzzkills from St. Louis that are really cool. It, so they're on. So not Miles Basement. What was the other label they were on? I can't remember what their full length is on. So their full length. The only way to get it on vinyl is to buy a lathe cut. Oh shit! Really? Which, which? Okay, I don't care. I mean, I may have some lathe cuts. I don't know. I don't know that I do, but they're so expensive. Right, 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 right. So you can buy the ten bucks or whatever. But the the lathe cut LP is forty dollars. It's on Out Loud Records. Out Loud. Yep, that's right. They're a cool little label. They do some good stuff, but their LPs are forty bucks. Forty bucks. Forty two bucks. Good lord! Yeah, there's no copies of this available on Discogs, which is so, unusual. They literally. Make them on demand. That is fucking weird. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And maybe someday technology will be such that that's affordable. Huh. Because, listen, Neil, we have our, we, you know, we, and I don't know if this will ever happen because I don't know we'll ever have the time, but, you know, we were playing a couple songs just, just for fun. You know, you and I both played in bands when we were younger. Um, I mean, we're never going to get a large run of anything done, but, you know, we might, maybe we get a lathe cut, right? Uh, sure, why not? I mean, that's what our boy Adam Gundrum does, right? Who played live on our show. Seven. And even if it costs us $15 a piece, you know, if if we're just at home listening to ourselves anyway. Well, it's, 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 I mean, is there anything, I mean, it's just a regular record, right? Is it still on vinyl? I mean, what what is it? Yeah, yeah, but it's just cut, like, with a, I think it's cut with, like, a, you know, it cuts as it spins, uh, as opposed to a label of a big plant where they press, actually well, they press it, press. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We should get a tour. Let's go to Channel Oh, Survive. these guys! These guys put out that last Prozac album. That's why I knew that record label. Yep, yep. Ambivalence. They 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 put that on. That wasn't lathe cut. No, no, that was a regular. No, I think they're just distributing it. Actually, I think they have some of the records on their site that they're selling are just their distro stuff. Holy shit! You're right. Forty-two from the. I'm looking direct from the record label on Bandcamp. Forty-two dollars. Yep. Holy shite. I mean, that's no big deal for you. You're paying that much for singles and stuff, but man, for yeah, a pop yeah. class guy. I'm paying, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm paying that much for a piece of history, not for a, someone that like, was recorded last week. You were know, a piece of history. 
Oh, here we go. The lathe cut record is on vinyl instead of polycarb. And I, oh, it like oh, okay. So it's. I mean, they said it's high end fidelity and whatnot, but yeah, it's just too too steep for my blood. I say that, but then like ten years from now, I'll be like, oh, I can't believe I never bought that record. I'll pay seventy for it, right? <laughs> that is that's mental. How do they? Wow. Okay. Well, I learn something new every day. How about that? Yeah, I mean, we were only vaguely familiar with lathe cut records until we talked to Adam about it. Yeah. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll just try and stream that one. I don't think I'm paying forty two dollars for that. And Adam was selling his seven inch record. Now he puts a lot of work into the individual art. Like he, everything is hand put together. I mean, it's definitely a labor of love. It's definitely an artistic piece. But he sells the seven inches for twenty five, which is a lot of money. But it's once again, it's there's more. It's more to it than you know, mm-hmm. a typical record. So I don't know, but small quantity. I guess you can always hope that the artist dies. <laughs> and as we do, we hope that we hope that all, we hope all yeah. artists die. Yeah. Actually, we hope we can see some artists play here at some point. Yeah, that's true. Yikes. Yeah. Like I said, I, I think that people even for next year are starting to get nervous. I mean, will you know, Park Rock Bowling is like the first of the big festivals that's in over Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. I'll tell you what, if this stuff's going forward, I'm going to worry less about spending money on it. Because you only live once, right? You only live once, indeed. All right. You know, what else? What else we got to talk about? We we got anything else to talk about, or should we let people go relatively briefly today and uh, get back to it? Like I said, this was just kind of a catch up for us. It was. Well, we have a couple of pieces of mail that we can do. We yeah. didn't. We haven't got. I mean, it's it's been it's been a weird time. I think everyone's been a little bummed out. We haven't had a lot of mail recently, but we have picked up a lot of new li- uh, a lot of new likes on Facebook and stuff. So yep. that was good. Well, and I hope we actually give you guys a chance to catch up. Yeah. Because we occasionally get complaints like, "Man, you guys make too much." Too many episodes, and it's it's funny because I look at it now. We've been doing we probably average about one and a half a week if you look at the time we've been doing this versus how many episodes we've done. And I think I think we might try to do a couple a week for the rest of the year, but we'll we'll see we'll see what we can do. Mm-hmm. Everybody's busy, and so anyway. So okay, so we got a couple of pieces of mail. Okay, so we got one from Josh, we got one from Jason. Why don't you read one and I'll read the other? I'll do the Jason one. So Jason uh, Jason from Atlanta. Um, and it's yep. actually a little, uh, it came in so, just, just before I left. So, so I, I haven't actually, I think you had the reference. Jason actually sent us a letter to kind of take us to task on the Godoy's episode, if you want to go way back. Oh, we did? Hmm. Jason the one guy who said, you know, you the, the the guys shouldn't use that kind of language. So and and we listen, man. We totally took it in stride, and he wasn't he wasn't like a dick about it. He just you know he had a little different opinion than we did about it, and it was cool. So anyway, I think this is kind of picking up on that thread to put this into context. Is it because he's and talking? We, we, he's talking about uh, episode sixty nine. Yes, but he's kind of joking, I think, because we, we we talked about that other episode being offensive. Oh, all right. Anyway, he says, Wait, fellas. Context. Anyway, go ahead. Fellas, I just finished episode 69, which was cringy and great at the same time. And that seems to be a general take, I'd say, with uh, episode 69. People loved it, but they felt bad about loving it. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty pleasure. No, but he says, but I have to take issue with your comments about seven seconds. Like you... (coughs) Sorry. Like you, they're one of my favorite bands and was my introduction to punk rock. Walk Together, Rock Together was my first punk vinyl purchase. However, I do believe that New Wind is a great album with the exception of Colorblind Jam. After that, the albums were hit and miss. 
and he says when you all when you get all the seven inch i expect a photo on facebook yeah i was talking about trying to find the old seven seconds the original like especially the original three seven seconds seven inches oh i got i got two of them so i can put them up i got the uh, i can't remember the one i i got the one that's got like seven songs on it or nine songs on it it's real early one yeah skins brains and guts and yeah uh, that's when i got skins brains yeah, I've I've got I've got two of the three. I don't have the I don't have the very first one, um, and I have to completely disagree with them here. And uh, New Wind was bloody awful. I mean, it was like it was like them attempting to be seven uh, seven to be U two. Um, it was I'm just go god back. awful. I'm actually going to go back and listen to it, and I will settle this dispute. We'll go for two out of three. Um, um, I do remember Color Colorblind Jam being especially awful. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. I saw them, um, I, I probably have the advantage, I saw them on the Walk Together, Rock Together tour, and I also saw them on the New Wind tour, and the New Wind tour was unbearable. So, oh. um, there you go. Oh, alright. Um, so, there you go, that was from good old, good old Jason from Atlanta, and then we got one from Josh, which was nice, so do you want to read the one from Josh? Sure, so, I mean, Josh from Iowa, he's written in before, hey guys, been a bit since the last email, but... Uh, email in but just so you know i have not stopped listening and promoting where i can love the last interview with josh from raging nathan's and rad girlfriend records josh was great that's my commentary not yeah he was um it was two plus hours but honestly didn't even feel like it was that long i had no idea the depth of involvement with the other bands uh the episode put me in a deeper dive on the label's releases one additional new record that came out right before Halloween and I was already on the pulse of with this is the band called House Ghost. Very cool male and female melodic duo tones with a bit of gothic feel, almost a faster modern version of X. I have not listened to them yet, but I guess I better check them out. I am going to try and uh, check them out right this second. I'm going to see if they're on the, on streaming. Hold on. Yeah. This one might be working its way up my top ten. About to order it and a bunch of vinyl from the label. Thanks for starting me down my COVID hobby of vinyl collecting. Appreciate all you do, Josh. Well, that's nice. I think Josh was Josh the one too who wrote in and said, "Hey, if I'm going to start a collection, what's the?" Yeah, I think thing? he was. Yeah, yeah. We did like a top ten, top ten list of things you should buy if you're just getting started. Yes, and we probably gave him like fifteen things on our top ten yeah. list. I do believe. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so, I think like I did ten American and you did ten English or something like that. Yeah, someone like that. Yeah. And uh, and I see, and he and he sent us a sticker of him putting. Uh, he put one of our stickers on his looks like his work mug or something like that. Let right. us know how you're doing on that uh, that top ten list of ours, Josh. And if we steered you wrong, I'm sure we didn't because I we we had so many to choose from that pretty much all we chose were just dead on deadlocks, right? Right. All right, now why don't you play us one more song, and we will wrap this sucker up. Wrap it up. Uh, we will, uh, yeah, we'll do it again. Uh, we'll do it again soon. Yeah, we're hoping to have we, some guests on pretty soon. I think some new new guests. And the fact of the matter is, usually there's a, a, a delay in you know sometimes we record and it's two weeks before it actually gets put up. But this one hopefully can go up kind of fresh because you're all kind of waiting. So, jeez, put the put the fucking pressure on me. Why don't you? You son of a bitch. Actually, actually, this is interesting. Uh, just to go off topic a second. So, out loud records, that, out loud records that we were just talking about with the lathe cut of the uh, black. What was it called? Black, black Russians or whatever. They actually have an album um, by Los Candiditos, who were one of the bands that sent us uh, sent us songs to play on one of our episodes, right? 
was uh, yeah, that's right. They were from I, I don't want, I want to say Brazil, but I'm probably wrong about that. It was somewhere Colombia. Yeah, Colombia, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So I'm seeing the I recognize the logo straight away because it's like a flat bat with can, candiditos in, in the wings. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Silly show has definitely reminded me of how small punk rock is. It's so small and, how, and so big. Yeah. How connected everybody is. You know, I was talking about that six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. You know, we're only a couple degrees from everybody usually, it seems like. I mean, that's true, but I tell you what, there's so many goddamn bands. Like, you look at, like, a small label like this, and there's literally a hundred bands on the label, and they haven't heard of any of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and you, yeah, and then what happens with me, and I'm sure it's you too, like, oh, I get this split, and uh, I got the split because I like the one band, but I like the other band too, so now I'm going to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, well, it, to tell you the truth, that's what happened. That's how I got introduced to the Raging Nathans because I yep. got them on that Parasite split. Oh yeah, yeah. And the Raging Nathan songs were fantastic, and then I started listening to them. So that it's interesting how that goes. I'll tell you what, I when I was down Dayton, I think I, I think I said this last time, I picked up the split for uh, the Raging Nathans and Dead Bars. Oh, and it's also great. It is funny that you say that because that is actually that is actually the song I am going to play on the way out. Because it's funny because the, the dead bars were I think a little off our off my beaten path, and I don't think they're ever necessarily going to be my very favorite band. But man, I, I really these songs really resonated with me, and I, I actually have really a lot of their songs. But I'm in that sort of emo-y mood. They're my they're my. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't describe them as emo, my friend. They ain't, exa- well, they, they, they ain't exactly taking back Sunday, all right? Yeah, it, well, listen, it's more emo than exploited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Waddy is a very play. sensitive man, let me tell you. I'll play it, so. All right. So, yeah, so actually, I listened to that EP while I was in England, and okay. I am going to play a song from it. How about okay. that? Um, this is uh, Raging Nathans with the song Minor Details.
There you go our good friends raging nathans with minor details off that split they did with dead bars so um so yeah so that's it that's it for this show i guess right yeah anything else you want to anything else you want to say i actually just downloaded this house ghost thing on itunes so we'll see we'll see what it's like but we will be back we uh like i said i feel actually sort of feel a renewed energy and we're gonna we're going to light the world on fire again. We're going to make you complain about how many we're doing again. Yeah, it's actually nice. Okay, so, oh, Black Russians is available on uh, iTunes, so that's good. I'm going to download this right now. So, sorry, guys, with your laser cut for $42. I'm going to have to make do with congratulations the... Uh, on the... Congratulations on the .02 cents that Neil just gave you. Well, you know what? If it was 20 bucks, I'd buy it, I have to yeah. say. Well, and maybe somebody will pick it up and make, uh, make it wider available, so... Yeah. I mean, for for forty two dollars, the band would all have to sign it and give me a T shirt and shit like that. So I'm, yeah, I ain't doing that. Sorry, guys. I just give you a hand job or something. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> you can't put that in with the album, though, can you? Forty two bucks. That's folding money. <laughs> all right. Listen, it was good talking, <clears> dude. <throat> and we'll, like I said, we'll do it again soon. And uh, yep, you know, do your stupid sign off. Well, it's been. I I just want to say it's been good to. Uh, it's been good to do the show again. It's been good to talk to you again and uh, take it, Didi. No, um, it's 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 been nice to be. It's been nice to be back on the air. You yes, know. Um, the air. Yep. Yes. Yeah, and I want to do a shout out to uh, my good friend Kristen, who I know she's gone through a hard time recently as well because she had a death in the family. So uh, keep your chin up, kid. And uh, of course, always keep a little mark in your heart. And everybody. <laughs> Stay free. See ya. See ya.